Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, Welcome. To the show, it is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Merry New Year! Merry New Year! It's Merry NFL Christmas. That's right. Well, yeah, I get it. We made it. This is is me channeling my inner Eddie Murphy from Trading Places. Merry New Year. Oh. Merry NFL New Year. Oops. Merry NFL Christmas. I can't take you serious with that helmet on. Why? What do you mean? This is what we're supposed to do. We're yeah. leaning into it, right? Everybody's oh, yeah. excited that football is back. Yes, finally. We're not going to have a weekend without football until February. It's finally here. So excited. She is Michelle, Michelle Smallman, a.k.a. Veronica Corningstone. <laughs> uh, we'll explain why in a second. He I'm is Chris Canty. He is wearing a Ravens helmet. Yeah. And uh, I am Evan Cohen, and we are unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU. If you're watching on the television side, you see us in our Christmas hats. Candy's wearing his old Ravens helmet here. Let's go, baby. And he's ready to go. Yeah. He's ready to go. Ready to lay the nine and a half against the Texans. Ready to go. Really really going out on a limb right there. (laughs) Yeah. Making the Ravens minus nine and a half against the Texans. Tonight, first night of the NFL season, it is NFL Christmas with the Lions... And the Chiefs. And we put it up already at Unsportslike on Twitter. Merry NFL Christmas. What gift do you want from your team this season? Which we will get to. But guys, the storyline of this game going into it tonight is as much about who may not play as who is going to play. With obviously no Chris Jones. Which, wait till you hear in about 10 or 15 minutes what Chris Jones had to say and the comparisons he made about his contract situation, the defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. And no Travis Kelsey, maybe, or maybe we have Travis Kelsey, CC Lions, Chiefs, tonight, opening night of the NFL season. No doubt about it. I'm excited about this matchup because now with Kansas City potentially missing two of their top three players, it feels like it levels the playing field for the Detroit Lions. And this is a team that everybody has a ton of optimism based on the offseason that they've had and also based on the finish that they had last year. In the second half, they won eight of their final ten games. You've already seen that that offense is explosive. They were top five in points and yards, and that defense was able to create a plus ten turnover differential in the second half of 2022. So this is a team that we're looking at on the upswing. Dan Campbell is a charismatic coach. He's somebody that everybody can believe in, everybody's excited for, and what he's going to do in year three of his program. So, yeah, this is a matchup that's probably a little more closely contested than folks want to give it on its face. Especially if the Chiefs are missing two of their three top players. And I'm wondering, we're we're all high on the Lions right now. So many people have them winning that division. They have them winning the NFC North. As you mentioned, CeCe, they won eight of their ten last games. They're the sexy pick for a lot of people this year. But if they come out and play the Chiefs, who are missing two of their three best players, and they lose this game, how are we going to view them moving forward? Oh, it's the same old Lions, right? There's a reason why they haven't won the division in 30 years. Like, they, think about this. Since the inception of the NFC North in 2002, they haven't come close to winning the division. I think they've been in the playoffs four times. So I, I look at this situation and say, if Detroit 
can't get off the ground in this game with a shorthanded Kansas City Chiefs team, it's going to do a lot to the psyche of the players in that locker room. All of the messaging that they've been receiving from that star-studded coaching staff in Detroit, that's all going to go for naught. Guys are not going to buy in or not going to continue to believe, and that's the scary proposition for tonight's game if you're on the losing side of it. So two things. One, how am I supposed to wear this hat, forward or backwards with the Santa hat here? Because I'm all, I'm all thrown know, off man. with the I, Santa hat. I don't hat. know. I, I, th- I like it draped off to the you side. You like the way it way. looks? I like the way it looks. Because yeah. i got to keep the hair spiky. No, you got it going. Yeah. you got to look going. It's okay. a look. It's okay. a choice. Yeah, and yeah, because Smalls is Veronica Corningstone because her hair, <laughs> she said today, that's the uh, that's the Christina Applegate character from, um, from oh my God. I just Anchorman. How did I just forget Anchorman? Because it's NFL Christmas. You're locked into the NFL. That is... That's it. I, I should leave now. That is horrible <laughs> that I just forgot the name of the, the freaking movie. That's terrible. That your hair is so sprayed tight that you can't <laughs> actually move your hair. She has anchor woman hair, basically, with this. But but let's go back to this for a second. I don't understand... Like, I understand us as sports fans, and everyone listening as sports fans, hyping up tonight. I totally get it. It is NFL Christmas for us as fans. I don't get it from an overreaction already from the player perspective. Like, CeCe, you already just said, if the Lions don't win tonight, they're going to look at Dan Campbell differently. Yep. It's one freaking game. For it's, us, it's everything. But for them? It's it's more than just one game, though. This is going to set the tone for their entire season. This is still a franchise that very much so has a culture of losing. Now, they did a lot last year to disprove that, especially the way they finished the season in that final game in Green Bay on the road against a division opponent with nothing to play for. The Packers had everything to play for. True. They shut them down. That was an outstanding performance, offense, defense, special teams. We want to believe that the Detroit Lions are turning the page in terms of their losing ways. But we're not going to fully buy into it until they start beating some capable teams. It's easy to beat teams that have losing records. It's easy to beat the dregs of the NFL. But can you beat the big boys? And there is no better bar to measure yourself against than the Kansas City Chiefs. But the fact that they're shorthanded, they're down two of their best three players, that's even more reason why they should be able to go on the road and get that done in week one. But that's the reason why if the Lions lose this game, even if the Chiefs are missing two of their three best players, that I'm not going to overreact to it because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. How many times have we tried to doubt Patrick Mahomes and he somehow finds a way to prove us wrong? He's He is the change maker in the NFL. So even if the – to me, even if they lose the game, it's how did you lose the game? Was it close? Did Patrick Mahomes somehow pull out some more magic? Did Andy Reid dial up something that you weren't expecting? I, I know that the Lions desperately need to set the tone because it is that same old Lions line. Javante, one of our great producers, big Lions fan, mm. he's wearing a Lions shirt today for NFL Christmas. That's bold, Cotton. It is. I said to him. Good reference. I got that one. Dodger. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he didn't say the whole thing. But I said to him, big year for you guys. And his response was, maybe. Maybe. It's it's the programming about the line. Yeah, I mean, it's, about it's the similar franchise. to the Jets, though, right? Yes. That's how Jets fans are looking at this season. We got Aaron Rodgers. It's all systems go. We got a championship caliber defense. We got the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. There are all these good fields. Guess what happens if the Jets lose at home on 9-11 to the Buffalo Bills? Same old Jets. That's a franchise that's had a, what, 16-year playoff drought? The longest playoff drought of any North American T-sport? Jets fans will say, same old Jets if they lose that first game. The first game is a tone setter, not just for the players, not just for the coaches, but also for the fan bases. And guess what? Players have rabbit ears. No matter what those dudes tell you, they hear all the noise. And so that's what you want to avoid if you're the Detroit Lions. And the only thing you can do to change that or to avoid that 
is go out there and win against a shorthanded Chiefs team. I can't take this anymore. I can't take it anymore. I'm already, I, I'm already a- agitated. The Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs. They have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. They have one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yes, they are down their tight end, maybe. They're down their defensive tackle. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes, and everyone already is doubting this guy? Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? Let me tell you, everybody listening and watching across all of our great stations, Sirius XM80, ESPN2, ESPNU, the Kansas City Chiefs tonight are going to kick the Lions' butts. It's going to be a 10-plus point victory wow. tonight by wow. the Chiefs. I don't understand this. I don't, Sorry, Javante. I apologize as a big Lions fan. I know I'm ruining your Christmas here on Christmas morning for us. But, guys, wake up. We're talking about the Chiefs, this Lions hype. Why are they playing tonight? My Santa hat almost just fell off as I'm <laughs> screaming here. Why are they even playing why do we put the Detroit Lions on opening night? Yes, they had a great run to the end of last season. Yes, there's some buzz around this team. Yes, I think Jared Goff is better than people give him credit for. We're talking about going up against the Chiefs. This is no tall order. This is nothing for them. This is nothing for it them. It sounds good. And listen, when you're the reigning defending champs, you get a bump in that first game of the regular season. It's just natural because you've got all the fanfare. You're dropping down the banner. Like It, it just gives that aura of confidence that we know what we're doing. We know how to do it. You know, when you have success at that level, you believe that you can have that success again. And so I think from Kansas City standpoint, that's what's going to make them a tough out. But Evan, to your point, you're talking about why is everybody on the Detroit Lions hype train? Yeah. I, I got to say, man, this is a really good roster top to bottom. They had an outstanding draft. You can make the case that they won the NFL draft with what they did in the first round, Jack Campbell and Jameer Gibbs. They drafted Sam Laporta, who I think is an outstanding tight end to replace T.J. Watkinson. They, Watkin, uh, Hawkinson. they got a number one receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. They upgraded the defense with the addition of C.J. Gardner-Johnson and, and Cameron Sutton. You've got players on the defensive front that are difference makers in James Houston and Aiden Hutchinson, and you've got a top-five offensive line in the National Football League. You've got all the elements to be successful. And the guy under center actually took a team to the Super Bowl. Like So Detroit has everything in place that you would need to be successful. And I think that's why 74% of the public is betting the Lions on the money line tonight. Give me the 26. I'm 26%. 74%. 74%. Of the public, they're betting the Lions. Even despite the fact that reigning Super Bowl champions are 14-4 and and the NFL season opening game since 2004. And I know, again, the Chiefs could be missing two of their most important cogs. But to your point, Evan, Patrick Mahomes did it in the playoffs on one leg against better talent than we're seeing with the Detroit Lions. They won 13 of their last 14 games last season. We're talking about the Lions winning eight of their last 10. The Chiefs won 13 of of their last 14, including the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. I just... I am all aboard the Lions hype train. I really do. You think, are, so you're buying in. I think that this is going to be a great year for them. Okay. But I have learned to not discount Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I've learned my lesson. I am not going to be surprised at all if they come out tonight, and even if he's down Chris Jones, and even if he's down Travis Kelsey, he finds a way to, to get it done in spectacular fashion. Listen, Dan Campbell's my former teammate, head coach of the Detroit Lions. I know exactly what the messaging is going to be in that locker room before the game. If we are who we think we are, then this is a game that we need to go out and win. And I'm not just saying win by the skin of our teeth, last second field goal. We need to go out here and punch these dudes in the mouth. And with no Chris Jones, not having that physical presence in your front seven, a lot of young guys on the defensive side of the ball, 
That is going to be the mentality of that Detroit Lions football team tonight. They've got to prove it, not to everybody else, but to themselves, that they're capable of winning at that level. And there's no better opportunity to do it on a national stage, which Detroit hasn't had very often, against the reigning defending Super Bowl champs. Just for clarification purposes, are we doing the entire show in the Santa hats and helmets? Because you're wearing a football helmet. I'm very comfortable in a football helmet. I've noticed. As you might might believe. So you're going to do all four hours. What's wrong with that? No, nothing. I feel like there's a lot of judgment in the eyes staring back at me. (laughs) No, I just, I'm thinking back to yesterday's show when people go back on the ESPN app and listen to the podcast of Smalls thinking that she could go up against Flozell Adams and then looking (laughs) you in a helmet and thinking it's the same thing. Thinking about Canty going up against Smalls. Yeah, Smalls is so tiny that her feet don't even touch the ground on the chair. Yeah. And she wants to go head-to-head with a former NFL player. (laughs) Probably not going to work out for somebody named Smalls. Probably not, but you guys watch the Netflix quarterback series. Yes. You know how Patrick Mahomes revealed that he hypes up the the defensive players? Great job. Good job, buddy. So that they hit him less so that maybe they won't hurt him. That's what I would do to Flozell. I would just be like, please don't hurt me. No to Patrick Mahomes and everybody else. When you talk to (laughs) NFL defensive linemen like that, we don't take that as if you're trying to hype us up. We take that as you don't think much of us to talk to us that way. Ooh, so it's reverse psychology. It's reverse psychology. I want to knock your head off. If you're talking to me after I hit you, that means I didn't do my job. I'm just saying. Very good point. Exactly. Very good point. Yes. If we have a conversation post-play, that means I didn't hit you hard enough. Exactly. Very good point. By the way, Mahomes from Stats and Information, 5-0, and 18 touchdowns, eight, uh, zero interceptions, Ooh. season openers in his career. He's pretty good. He is pretty good in that scenario. All right, coming up, Chris Jones is Patrick Mahomes' teammate. Wait till you hear some of the comparisons he made about his contract situation. They don't stink. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Mace, do I go back to bad boy again? That's all right. Take that, take that, take that. But you got to give him with the shoulder, too. Take that, take that. Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU. If you're watching us, you see us on Football Christmas. We got our Christmas gear on, Santa hats, and Canty is really doing a show with a helmet. Yes, I am doing a show with a helmet. I'm excited. It is Christmas for NFL Christmas. Why, why shouldn't I be excited? I'm pumped up. When you put that helmet on, did yeah. some some familiar feelings rush back? No, not at all. Oh. No, not none of that. None of that. But I am comfortable in my helmet, though. Yeah, I'm comfortable you seem in like my it. own skin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Although I don't think of you as a Raven as much as I think of you as a Giant and a Cowboy. Well, yeah, the Giants and the Cowboys play each other, so I wanted to make sure I wore the helmet of a Smart. team that I knew was going to get a win. Smart. And the Ravens, the former team of mine, they're going to get a win. There you go. Yeah. Is that like an encouragement to the Ravens send you free gear and like give them more? Oh, stuff? they do that anyway. They're the best. Ooh. The Ravens, the Ravens alumni staff, they are the best. They're always sending out. I get something every month from the Ravens, whether yeah. it's a big photo of me, like they gave out bricks last year with your name etched in them in the years that you played with the team. I guess it's really cool. They sent me artwork. Like, the Baltimore Ravens are the best. we got to display some of that in our studio. First class organization. Okay, so all of the radio stations that we are on across America, can you send us gear so we feel included on this? Exactly. Let's go. All of our great radio stations, send us gear. Let's go. We'll wear it. If we're wearing helmets and Santa hats. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you have our show on your station out there, send us the gear. We'll wear it. Come on now. Anyway, so you hear, not that I was asking for free stuff just Right, now. I was about to say he's pandering now. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so one of the big storylines tonight in the first game of the season with Kansas City and Detroit is the fact that Chris Jones is not playing in yep. this game. He's holding out. He um, met with some media members yesterday, and boy, his um, compare and contrasts are very interesting. Let's take a listen to Chris Jones about whether or not he feels like he let his teammates down. How? That's what I got to ask. How have I let them know? Um, it's just like um, when you had a job and you, you you ask for a extension, right? And you ask for a raise, right? You're not letting anyone down. Who are you letting down for asking your boss for a raise, right? So um, when, you, when you take the personal feelings out of it, you kind of can get it. All I'm doing is asking for a raise. Okay. Um, so asking for a raise at a job. Keep that in the back of your mind. I want to play the <laughs> next one, and then we're going to go off on this. Um and this is his message to Chiefs fans. Take a listen. What can I say? Um, opinions are like everybody got them and they all stink, right? So you know, um, there's some gonna like it, some gonna respect it, and some is gonna dislike it. That's just the way it is. You can't make everybody happy, unfortunately. Uh, as much as you try to do and as much as you try to appease people, you're not gonna make everyone happy, unfortunately. I'm sorry, and I'm just asking for a raise. Mm. Not all opinions stink. I'm not going to do the follow-up, but not all. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But is there, like, I always try to do the real-life comparison to sports. Like, I think it it always is an interesting conversation when you can take something going on in sports and you compare it to real life. Okay. The concept of a football player asking for a quote-unquote raise and average everyday person, you out there listening to our show asking for a raise, feels night and day different because you're just not going to not show up to work. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones is not showing up to work here. It's a little different, CC. I mean, you've been in both spots, real life work and football work. Yeah, but th- but it's different though. You you can't compare any other job, any other profession to what these guys do in the National Football League just because they have a finite period of time 
that they can be a part of it and use this specific set of skills and monetize it. So Chris Jones recognizes that this is his last big bite at the apple, and he's got the hammer right now. He's got the ultimate leverage because he's the best defensive player on a team that has championship aspirations. So when you got the hammer, Smalls, you got to swing it. And when we talk about Chris Jones's impact on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs defense with Chris Jones on the field, opposing quarterbacks have a QBR of 52. Their defense's pressure percentage is 35%, and third down percentage for opposing offenses is 38%. When Jones is off the field, opposing teams' QBRs go up to 66. The Chiefs' defense pressure percentage goes down to 27%, and their third down percentage for opposing offenses goes up to 48%. Third downs or opposing offenses are converting 50% rate when Chris Jones is off the field. That's how good this dude is. That's how dominant he is. And for a matchup like tonight, going up against the Detroit Lions, who like to run the football, a top 11 run team last year, Kansas City Chiefs defense last season was dead last in run-stop win rate. That doesn't get better with Chris Jones off the field. So Chris Jones is creating urgency through his absence. In other jobs, you can't really do that. Right, it doesn't feel like an accountant asking for a raise. No, they'll they'll find another accountant. You can't find another Chris Jones. Well, and the reality is... Most people who work regular jobs, whatever, however you want to define that, non-athletic jobs, can't just not show up. Sure. Right? It just can't happen that way. If one of us didn't show up today, we wouldn't be here tomorrow. Not no, by our choice. Not at all. Not, not by our all. choice. But he knows he's got a finite amount of time to secure the back. Wait, do you want, okay, wait <laughs> a minute. Are you okay? I what have a whole water. water. Take the water. What that is I, going on Chris, right can you now? pass her the water? Oh, no, she has a water. Going. Okay. Are you okay? I don't know. I know you're getting really emotional. You want Chris Jones to get the bag. You want to see him on the football field. It's NFL Christmas. It's a lot going on. You're just overwhelmed right now. You're a glass case of emotion. It's honestly, what more can happen to me? I don't mean to. Smalls is losing her voice. Wow. On day three. On on NFL Christmas. This is amazing. You okay? I don't know what's happening. Just woosah. Woosah. No, but. Deep breath. Pay this man. There we go. There we go. Take it all in. If if we wanted to make the point and not show up to work, they would be like, there's someone younger and cheaper that's going to take your job. If I was Chris Jones, I would just slide that that stat sheet that you just had, CC, and say, go ahead. Try to win without me. Well, here's the problem. Kansas City is trying to find guys that are younger and cheaper. Look at the last year's draft. (laughs) They took a defensive end out of Kansas State in the first round. Two years ago, they drafted George Karloftis out of Purdue. They're trying to find young defensive linemen that can create the kind of pressure that Chris Jones can. Guess what? They ain't done it yet. They ain't done it yet, but they don't have a whole lot of time for these young guys to catch up because they're trying to win now. And not having that dude on the field is going to hinder your chances of being able to compete at the level that you want, especially in a really tough AFC. All right, coming up, could the number one pick in next year's draft really actually go back to school? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> NFL Christmas. <laughs> the remix. Is here. Let's go. What jer- I feel like both Snoop and Pharrell in this video are wearing football jerseys. That's Snoop I definitely so- is. I thought it was a soccer jersey. Stand the by. Brazil soccer jersey? Yeah, is I that what it was? It was? A soccer jersey, I, yeah. I actually want to say that Snoop may have been wearing a Chiefs jersey. If Javante knew this. Oh, no, I can promise you he wasn't wearing a Chiefs jersey. I think Not he is. a Steelers fan. I know that, but that, for the video it could be. Was that, it really? Yeah. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPNU, where you could see us wearing our football Christmas gear here with the Santa hats. Sirius XM80 and all the great stations across the country, including ESPN 1000 in Chicago, where we give a special shout-out to our guy, Jonathan Hood. It's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Jay Hood. Hood. And by the way, emails coming in, I already see, about sizes for station gear. They want our sizes. So I'm men's large or extra large. CC, you are? I am 3XL. 3XL and smalls? Smalls. (laughs) Small. <laughs> so there is a really interesting thing going on right now with a guy that is going to be a major piece of the 2024 NFL season. So on opening night of 23, let's talk about 24 because here's the interesting <laughs> thing. So Caleb Williams' father, Carl, that's the quarterback, of course, of USC, spoke to GQ and he was talking about the idea of the NFL draft. He said the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off about a son not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity. That team gets the first pick. So it's a gift and a curse. So if there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. That last thing is very interesting. What does that tell you? That tells you two things. Number one, that the NIL money is so high now, deservedly so for student-athletes that bring the value to the university, that considering, which nobody will ever really do it, I don't think, that considering coming back can actually be an option. But I think that what that really tells you is that Caleb Williams is telling the Arizona Cardinals, don't tank for me because I don't want you. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying, and I think it brings to the forefront the concept that more franchise quarterbacks are ruined than made. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you look at this franchise, since 2006, they've taken three quarterbacks with top ten picks, including going back-to-back 2018 and 2019. You took Josh Rosen with the tenth overall pick in 2018 and then moved off of him to draft Kyler Murray in 2019, and here we are in 2023, you're considering doing that again, and so much so that you're tanking the upcoming season to put yourself in position to draft another quarterback. So at some point, we got to stop pointing the finger and saying maybe they're not just evaluating wrong, but this is a franchise that hasn't been able to put the pieces in place in order to develop their people. And I think that's what Carl Williams and Caleb Williams are looking at. So, yeah, this is the first warning shot that if the Cardinals are going to go down the road of trying to tank, Caleb Williams might not be there. 
If you're Caleb Williams, do you want to go to the Arizona Cardinals? Because no, I no, don't. No. But what an interesting time period we're in where he's already making millions of dollars. His financial future will certainly be impacted by going to the NFL. He'll make much more money if he's successful in the NFL. Right. But the sense of urgency to get to the NFL and potentially be on a bad team that could ruin you isn't there in the manner in which it used to be because of this NIL money. It's a really interesting shift that we're seeing. And college football players specifically are getting so much more power and autonomy than they've ever had. And I wonder, because clearly the Cardinals are going to tank for him. They need sure. him. I wonder if it comes to a head if he's going to stay in school because he doesn't want to well, go Well, let's there. just think about it, though. How many quarterbacks? Going back to the 2004 draft with Eli Manning. Remember what Eli Manning did? He said, I am not going to the San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. And, and the, everybody in the family was behind it. He did not want to go to the San Diego Chargers because he didn't believe that that organization had the support staff in place to help him realize his full potential. He bet on himself, and it turns out he was right. He's going to be a future Hall of Fame. He's a future Hall of Famer. We're going to have him on the show a little bit later on. But this guy won two Super Bowls in New York, a much more stable franchise. I think quarterbacks are more aware of what's around them and wanting to make sure that the franchises support them properly so they can accomplish their career goals. And in the case of Caleb Williams, the best quarterback in college football, bar none, a guy that's already won a Heisman, projected to win another one, I can understand him saying, I don't want my career to go the pathway of a Kyler Murray. I don't want my career to go the pathway of an Andrew Luck who got the career knocked out of him early on. I don't want my career to look like David Carr once upon a time with the Houston Texans. Hell, I don't want my career to look like RG3 with the Washington Commanders got the career knocked out of him and they mismanaged the injury. So all of those things factor into the math and whether or not it makes sense for Caleb Williams to come out. Because it's not just about what his rookie contract is going to be. It's about setting himself up to get the bag like we see quarterbacks this this summer, Justin Herbert and Jalen Jalen Hurts and, and Lamar Jackson. It's about setting yourself up for a quarter of a billion dollar windfall. Can the Arizona Cardinals do that for him? Is that the right place for him? You can make a strong argument that it's not. So you're Caleb Williams right now. What are you doing? I'm waiting. I'm going to play and see what happens with the NFL season. Strange things always happen. Mm-hmm. So even though the Cardinals are trying to tank, they might not end up with the number one pick. I'm going to see what happens. But if the Cardinals have the number one pick, I'm going back to school. Yeah, I'm going I, back to school. No, no way. I'm there's going no back way. to school. You can't risk I'm it. going back to school. You're not. Like, there's I'm going no, back to I'm, school. Like, there's, here's the thing. The because, cur- because here's the thing. It's the risk-reward, right? It's like, okay, you're passing on $40 million rookie contract over four years. But if you don't get to the second contract, then what does it matter? That's the important thing that you have to consider. It's about setting yourself up for the big payday, for the second deal. Is Arizona the best place to do that? No, but there's a finite amount of years with USC. There's not a finite amount of years technically in the NFL. So when you get into the NFL, like I believe that most players in sports today, whether it's right or wrong, in their minds and with their agents, sign contracts with the league, not the team. It's, it happens in the NBA. I, I love the NBA. I worked on NBA radio at Sirius XM. Like, I've been in it, right? What you, we talk about it all the time. An NBA player is signing a contract that is guaranteed for any of the 30 teams. Mm-hmm. So I think Caleb Williams theoretically is doing the same thing. That you get to the NFL, you sign that rookie deal. Technically, it's valid for any of the 32 teams. And when you look at the other teams, here's the thing. He has, he has pos- 
potentially presented us a problem but not a solution. I don't believe this solution is actually staying at USC. I don't even think Lincoln Riley, who clearly has a great relationship with Caleb Williams, would allow him to do that. He would say, just go to the NFL. Just go. you got, you got to do this for your sake. He's got to now give us the solution. What team does he want to go to? Because that, that's not going to happen yet. Right. We we are taking this. The three of us are taking this as this is Caleb Williams warning shot to the Cardinals. I'm not your guy. But but here's my point. It's not a deterrent unless you're actually willing to do it. And I think in the case of Caleb Williams, it's clear he doesn't want to go to Arizona. So could he force an Eli Manning situation to where? Sure. But if the Cardinals play hardball and it's a franchise that's not above that, they draw a line in the sand and say, we're drafting you. You're playing for us. What do you do at that stance? What do you do at that point? And what, what are you going to do? Like, if you're Caleb Williams, you have to consider going back to USC. So, ideally, you want to start your NFL career after the 2023 season. You want to get drafted in 2024, but you don't want to go to the Cardinals. If the Cardinals are unwilling to trade your rights to another team that will be a preferred destination, what do you do if you're Caleb Williams? I also think no matter what, he's probably going to go to a situation that's not desirable for him. That's what his, yeah, exactly. that's what his dad was saying, is yeah. that this is how the draft works. This is why the, there's parity in the NFL. There's a reason why the Bengals are in a position to draft Joe Burrow, and then he transforms that franchise. Mm-hmm. They're in that position because they're hoping to select a player like Caleb Williams that eventually is going to transform their franchise. So whether it's the Panthers this year or the Texans this year that draft that quarterback or the Arizona Cardinals next year, he's not going to go to a turnkey situation. He's going to have to go to a place that's going to need some time to build around him. There's one big unless, okay? The one big unless is that we've been talking about it in our first three days on this show. Could there be a sneaky tank team? Mm -hmm. That's the unless. What if the Rams actually are that sneaky tank team? Because Smalls, (laughs) you rightfully said – if you're picked one, because you're backing up with Carl Williams, his dad said, if you're picking one, you're obviously not very good. Yeah. Unless you're picking one on purpose, yeah. right? The Cardinals are just not very good, right? So then they're like, oh, wait, we're not good, so let's lean into not being good. The Rams could sit there and say, if Cup's out for a while, Stafford doesn't have it the way that they used to. Shut Aaron Donald shut down Aaron like Donald they did down, a couple down, years ago. Or let him go to another, trade him to another team yep. in unison with him. Yep. Well, you're coming out of, of USC yeah, to play Rams for the Rams. Yeah, the Rams are very good, but Sean McVay is their head coach exactly. in the Super Bowl, and he's one of the most innovative minds on offense. So I, I guess there could be a situation where Caleb Williams goes to a team from a talent standpoint that's not that good, but it's a situation in a franchise that's set up to support him so he can succeed. Sneaky tank. Has to be. Sneaky tank. The, the best case scenario for Caleb Williams is to end up with the sneaky tank team. All right, it is our NFL Christmas. It starts tonight. Coming up. We'll find out if your team is naughty or nice next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio along with Michelle Smallman. She's already choked today. <laughs> Black eye, choking, broken chair. Three for three so far in Unsportsmanlike and Chris Canny, who of course is wearing a Ravens helmet because why wouldn't we? It's and NFL Christmas. That's Let's right. go. We'll that's kick right. it off tonight. And we are wearing our Christmas hats and you can watch us, of course, on ESPN2, ESPNU, and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And, of course, tonight is the first night of the NFL season, so it is important that we get everything right here and we make all the corrections and points that we need. A Snoop was wearing an old-school Chargers jersey yes. in that video with Pharrell, uh, um, not a Chiefs jersey. I apologize to all those I may have offended out there. Yeah, and I got to call Snoop out on this one. That's a fraud fan to wear the jersey of another team. I don't care how cool the jersey is, you can't rep for another team, especially another team in your conference. Okay, that is, that's an interesting one. So That's when, not interesting. I feel like that's baseline. That's table stakes. I agree, but growing up, so I'm a Mets fan, okay? And I used to be way bigger a baseball fan than I am currently, mm-hmm. all right? Used to, like, watch 162. Used to be Smalls with, like, the Cardinals in that mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. But in high school, I did rock a Detroit Tigers fitted. Oh. I, I mean, Eminem was hot. You know what I mean? Like, it like looked cool. And then, I did, and then I had Knees Week. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also did the black and yellow uh, Pirates hat, because Diddy did it. Wow. Okay, so just to be Wait, clear. Wait, who said this? I just wanted to, I didn't this hear it. Somebody just said this? Just to be clear, you yeah. could not pay me to wear a Chicago Cubs jersey. Exactly. Okay? Thank you, Smalls. I Noted. appreciate that. Somebody like, has some integrity as a sports fan. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a fan. Even runner. though your team just up and moved from you. Your football team. Yeah, they, they were, excuse me, uh, caveat, they were ripped from me. They were ripped from you? Yeah. When you say nobody could pay you to wear a Cubs jersey. No, listen, everybody has a price. I okay. definitely All right, thanks, price. Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Ted DiBiase, ladies and gentlemen, everybody's got a price. All right, it is football Christmas. I got to as... get that bag. I'm, I'm Chris Jones. I'll secure <laughs> wow. the bag. Detroit and Kansas City tonight. So, of course, now we find out if your team this season and their end of the season will be naughty or nice. And who better to deliver that than Nuno? Hello, Nuno. What is going on, guys? Nuno, by the way, all dressed up today. A lot of people, Pat and I, think he's going for a big job interview somewhere. Just throwing that out there. You can't wear slacks. Uh, slacks. I sound like I'm a 50-year-old man. <laughs> Dress pants and like a button-down shirt. Are you not allowed to wear that? Like, did did you guys notice that Nuno was dressed up today? First thing I, I said to him. Okay. First thing I, I said to him. And by the way, you say dressed up, he's dressed like Buddy the Elf right now, which I love. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> that is true. He's either yeah. going to meet with his PO or he's got a job interview after this. Which one, one do you think it is? Uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to hey, go with the hey, latter, hey, but hey. I don't know. Hey, I don't know relax. with Nuno. All right, we're going to play a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, transition here. We're going to play a little naughty or nice. <laughs> How <laughs> he's so uncomfortable. <laughs> if he really, if we find out that he quits today, right. he's so uncomfortable being after, out. After, after two days, after, after two, two days, days, he's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interview with somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Get, get me, get me away from these people. I've seen uh, some people on TV that I'm like, how are they there? All right, naughty or nice? Uh, that, how are you? I, I, don't know, I don't know. Naughty or nice, Nuno? Let's go. Right, Come on. Let's go, Cowboys, CC. Will their season end naughty or nice? I'm going to say naughty. I think the Cowboys are flogging. They're a pretender. I don't believe in them. And it's because I don't believe in the quarterback or the head coach. Mike McCarthy has had game management issues in the past. 
He's had discipline issues. All you got to do is look a couple of weeks ago with Sam Williams and his arrest, but also the penalties. They've been one of the most penalized teams in the league in his tenure. And then the quarterback has had 35 turnovers in the last 31 games. When it gets to the toughest competition, when they're playing and the lights are brightest, the Cowboys always seem to wilt under the pressure. I think this year they're going to regress so much so that I've got the Cowboys on the outside looking into the playoffs. I think they're going to be nice. Oh, I think they're going to be nice by the end of the season. I think everybody's going to have to shut up about Dak. I think everybody's going to have to shut up about Mike McCarthy. I think they're going to be nice by the end of the season. Michael Parsons will get paid. Dak will get paid. Jarrett will be doing math. I think everybody's going to be happy. I think the Cowboys are going to be nice. I think they're going to be naughty. I'm with CeCe on this one. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think it's going to end the same way it always ends. And especially in a wide-open NFC, I think that they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're probably the second or third best team in the NFC. But we know that Dak's, what, 2-4 and four in the playoffs? He's yeah. got those untimely turnovers in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't really see that changing. Dak Prescott, last three years, 9-11 and 11 against teams that finished with a winning record. And the Dallas Cowboys haven't okay. made the playoffs three years in a row since 94, 95, 96. By the way, I have quick breaking news. Put that out there. In the beautiful video, Snoop was wearing a Chiefs jersey. Priest Holmes. Getting word on this now. Just throwing that out there. Nuno, go ahead. Naughty or nice. We <laughs> were right. right. All right, CC. How about the Packers? How would their season end? Will it be naughty or nice? I think it'll be nice. And I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs, but they will be in the playoff mix as long as Jordan Love can give them competent quarterback play. And after being with that franchise for, what, four years? He damn well better. I mean, look at the weapons that he's got to work with. They drafted Luke Musgrove out of Oregon State, who's been phenomenal during the preseason. You got Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Your offensive line, they still have David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. And their defense has eight first-round draft picks. Eight. Wow. If Jordan Love can give them competent quarterback play, the Packers will be in the mix for a playoff spot in December. I totally agree. CC said it beautifully. They're going to be nice, but you have to define nice differently than you would define it for a team like the Cowboys, right? The definition of nice in this case, I was uh, fortunate enough to go on with Wilde and Tausch in ESPN Wisconsin yesterday, and they were asking me about the Packers. And I, we were talking about 9-8. and eight. Like, 9-8 and eight's nice for this team minus Rodgers. So if CC, you're defining it that way, I'm in. Nice. I'm nice, too, because I think for the Packers, they're going to be in the mix. They're going to be challenging to win the division. But I think more importantly, they're going to feel good at the end of the season that they've got their guy after Aaron Rodgers. I think turning Jordan Love from a question mark to an exclamation point is going to be enough for them to have a nice season. All right, we'll stay in the NFC North. What about the Chicago Bears? Will their season end naughty or nice, CeCe? I'm thinking that their season is going to end nice, and it's primarily because they got their franchise quarterback, a number one wide receiver in D.J. Moore. First time he touches the ball in Chicago, it's a bubble screen. He houses it from 70 yards out. The dude is special. And then you look at what they did in the NFL draft. They got him some protection with Darnell Wright so he doesn't have to run for his life. We know that he has that ability to make those off-schedule plays and take off with his legs, but I think he features his arm talent a little bit more this season. And having another year in the same offensive system with coordinator Luke Getze, I think he's going to take that leap. He's going to be a quarterback that we're going to see make that jump to potentially being a top 10 guy like we saw with Trevor Lawrence last mm-hmm. year. Well said. I'm going to say nice, but under the same premise as the Packers. Nice is not going to be a 12 or 13 win season. They're going to be nice around 9 and 8. I'll say Bears nice. Same thing here. Nice. Because they're taking a step forward from last year. And how long 
has it been since we're talking about the Bears having a legit quarterback, have, having conversations about the Bears being in the mix? <laughs> I think that is the standard for a nice season for the Bears. Well, we got like 30, 30 seconds. And, well, we got hey, none of you guys are Grinches. Like, this, this sucks. Well, you, you skipped your team. <laughs> what are you he talking about? He skipped the Giants. That's the right. Giants are going to be naughty. If you look at Belichick disciples in year two, they overachieve in year one, they come back to earth in year two, and year three is always a determining factor as to whether or not they could be great. Brian Dayball was a Belichick guy for a long period of time that I think the Giants are going to be naughty. Nuno probably knew that, didn't want to go to it. CeCe probably agrees with that, didn't want to say it because they paid him, so he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> so you avoided that. It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.